Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. <laughs> he just said Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. From Green Bay to Gang Green, they could only wish. Follow, follow in Favre's footsteps. Right, of course. Brett did the same thing, right? Green Bay to Gang Green. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on the way in 10 minutes. A guy that knows Tom Brady as well as anyone, our ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, as we stand about a week and a half away from the Super Bowl. A couple things I want to mention here real quick because Sunday Aaron Rodgers used the word uncertainty to describe his career with the Packers in terms of where his immediate future would lie. And then yesterday he went into the uh, no absolutes. So he had uncertainty on Sunday, absolutes yesterday. Switching gears, it's absolutely uncertain for Jared Goff with the Los Angeles Rams. I want you to take a listen to this from the team's GM, Les Snead, the guy that eventually signed off on Goff's huge extension. Jared Goff, 26 years old, multiple playoff appearances and an appearance in the Super Bowl playing through pain with a broken thumb this year. This is 23 seconds long, but take a listen to the first four or five seconds and you tell me how confident you think general manager Les Snead is in his franchise quarterback. Oh, Jared Goff's the he's a he's a Ram right right now. So what's the date? <laughs> look at that's January twenty sixth. I mean, that's that's a fact. That's obvious. Jared Goff's a Ram in this moment, and I said it's way too early to speculate the future. That's a beautiful mystery. In this moment, so the moment mm. could change. Jared Goff could be somewhere else at any moment. In any moment, I. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, this is the second time that we've heard somebody out of the Rams organization. Early on, we've heard Sean McVay talk about everybody's on notice, right? And so when you look at that, then a couple weeks later, now all of a sudden you're hearing the general manager of the team who extended Jared Goff, uh, who drafted Jared Goff, who then restructured Jared Goff's deal mm. to give him even more guaranteed money now has a decision to make on Jared Goff. Now, I don't know if it's real, and Gary Klein of the LA Times will be joining us later on in the show, and we could talk about his conversations around this particular topic um, with Jared Goff. It, It makes you wonder, though, because when you think about Jared Goff's ability and where he was at coming out of Cal and playing for Jeff Fisher, then in comes Sean McVay, and all of a sudden you start to see progress because he didn't look like he could play professional football at all his rookie year. It was like, what the hell did y'all just do? Mm -hmm. But a lot of that was what went on with the offensive structure that was put in place for him at the time as a rookie. McVay comes, McVay teaches him how to play the position, kind of helps him along because he's calling the plays in the headset prior to the headset being disconnected before the snap of the ball. Then he takes off the training wheels, and Jared Goff's kind of plays well. They go to the Super Bowl, and the next year they have a, he has a down year. They miss the playoffs. They make the playoffs this year, but it wasn't, it wasn't clean. He had a herky-jerky season. And now you're at the point where he's got a lot of guaranteed money on the table mm-hmm. that they have to pay him. And they got to make a decision on what they want to do with him now, Jay. Key, this sounds like something deeper to me. You know, I was reading an article on um, this whole situation in The Athletic, and it stated that 
he actually, Jared Goff has 42 wins since 2017. That is tied with Russell Wilson. The only person that he's trailing in the win category from a quarterback perspective is Tom Brady at 47. So when you start thinking about that, is he the next tier of elite quarterback that we're expecting him to be? I'm not sure Jared Goff ever gets there for the money that he's gotten paid. But is he serviceable? Yes, he is with that great defense that they have in place. So these are the kind of things when I hear Les Snead talk about that and pause and really think through, uh, he's our quarterback for now. And then I hear guys like Sean McVay come out and say, I'm going to assess everybody and not give anybody a title at, at, you know, at the end of the season. Like, I'm like, what else is going on? Like, is there anything else going on that is making them see Jared Goff as he's not committed to being the quarterback that we think he could reach? Are there other ancillary things that are occurring within Jared Goff's life? That is not allowing him to reach the pinnacle of success that Sean McVay and Les Need had had hoped for him, a guy of that player. It, it, there has to be something else going on. It can't just be, well, he's not reaching there. It has to be a reason why he's not reaching there that maybe we don't know about. Well, from a football standpoint, he holds the ball too long. He doesn't go through his progression and his reads nearly as clean as you would like. Uh, his mechanics are still kind of crisp. I think, though, for him – is he's got to have a huge offseason no matter where he's at. And I'm assuming he's going to be with the Rams again this year. I, I, I really do. I don't know how else they're going to get a replacement for him given the cap situation. No draft picks. Um, but you can find draft picks. I don't really worry about that part of it hmm. because you can find them. I mean, you could move out of wherever position they are in to get up to the first round to – mortgage some future assets off just like they did with Jalen Ramsey, just like they did with Marcus Peters along with Tlaib. I mean, they've done some things in navigating certain situations to get the certain type of players that they want to get. I believe in Les Snead, tremendous brain for building a team along with Sean McVay. When you talk about things that go on, that it must be something different. The Rams will know, the Rams know, and the Rams will address those issues to get him to be the best player that he possibly can be, whether it's his study habits, whether he's not retaining the information as clean as he was when Sean McVay was giving him the information prior to the clock running down. Um, so it's, it's a fluid situation. They've got some decisions to make, I'm sure. But they also got to be mindful of the what-ifs. If you move on from a guy and get another guy that you think could potentially be better and it doesn't work out that way, now what? You know, he did lead them to the Super Bowl. Agreed. He did lead them to the Super Bowl. Last word here, and then we'll get to the other big L.A. story, if you will, this morning. We're going to run through some phone calls. And if you're just joining us this morning, good morning. I think you're going to have some fun with this morning's question. Last thing I would say, I love Jay's numbers there on the number of wins Jared Goff has had vis-a-vis some of the best quarterbacks in the league. But I don't think anybody's been more of a beneficiary of great talent than Jared Goff. He's played with Aaron Donald on the other side of the ball, the best defensive player in football. Todd Gurley, for a while, was the best running back in football. Also, he's got an innovative head coach at a time, maybe still the most innovative head coach in football, and even guys like under-the-radar guys that they're unearthing everywhere like Cooper Cup. I mean, he has been around great defensive players, studs, diamonds in the rough, great head coaches, and he has certainly benefited from being around those great people. Our question of the morning on the other side of L.A., 
Could LeBron contend for a title on the Kings? Could the King win with the Kings? The Kings, Sacramento, has the longest playoff drought in the NBA. We are talking about all-time greats, dropping them in. How great could they be? Lad, LeBron, add a little water. Mix, could they win an NBA title? Could LeBron contend for a title <laughs> on laughing, Sacramento? Man? Let's try to run I didn't know through. what Kool-Aid, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I said Kool-Aid. Look, I didn't know what kind of cocktail Zubin was making right there. <laughs> no day drinking. It's way too early. All right, here we go. Let's try to run through some of these before we get to some Brady talk. John in Houston, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you think? Hey, how you guys doing? What up? What up, John? Uh, it's a pleasure to, to be with you guys, man. Jay Will, I got to talk to you real quick. Uh-oh. Talk to me. Like, What's... like all these people that say that they can drop uh, LeBron on the Kings. Oh, my goodness. John, I'm trying to tell him. Why, why don't they just say they can drop uh, a bead or, you know, someone like that? Well, I, I don't, I don't, you know, obviously I think LeBron and, and Joel Embiid are in a completely different conversations. Uh, I, 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 the one thing I do agree with, Evan, John, I though, blame you. Yeah. See, this is what you start, Evan. The one thing I do agree with Keon big time is, you know, LeBron James goes to any organization. The dynamics of that organization are changing drastically, very much like we saw with Tom Brady, that winning mentality will change a lot of things. But you know, I just go back to the current construction of the roster, sure. dropping LBJ in on that team. I don't know. That's enough. Hey, hey Jay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zubin mentioned day drinking. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it was Evan or John, but one of them must have had a drink. Thinking, leave that, my man John alone. John's chilling in Houston right now. <laughs> man, he mentioned Embiid and LeBron. I know. I was like, so uh, was that day drinking? And hey. Evan took the call. <laughs> Key, I tried to do for That's John what, what you said. did for do me yesterday. Do not throw me under the bus. That's not what he told me he wanted to talk about. Yeah, but even so, he you still took the call. Zubin, he took the call. He I tried did. to clean it up for him, the, Keith. The call, I tried to clean it what up he, for him. What he told me he wanted to talk about, which I think is a good point, is what are the Wizards with LeBron on this team with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal? What would what would the Wizards be? They're, they're the second-best team in the East behind the Nets, right? I, I'm tired of talking e- about Evan, Bradley Beal on the, e- on the Wizards. Evan? Free Bradley Beal, please. All right, Evan? then put him on the Kings with LeBron and they go to did, the finals. Okay. He, he told you that he duped you to get through. But his real conversation was about Embiid. He Abby, said nothing. He mentioned nothing about Bradley Beal in the damn Wizards. Key, we need Evan to be better at betting the sources, please. Okay? Speaking of Embiid, Jackson, South Philly. LeBron's going to be in South Philly tonight. Lakers, Sixers, ESPN, 730 Eastern. Jack is in South Philly. Jack, it's your turn. Join the show. Hello? Hello? What, up? what up? We got you, Jack. Yeah, yo, yo you put LeBron on any team? And the king is bringing the riches home. There Any team, in my opinion. There you go. What? There no. you go, man. No, you can't just put LeBron James on any team and they're bringing the riches the riches they home. They may like, not. They may not win the championship, but I promise you, in Vegas, as you like to gamble, Vegas odds are going up in that team's favor. All right, all right. put LeBron James on the Detroit Pistons. Man, I don't – it's LeBron, man. He said stop, any team. Stop fighting I'm, it. It's LeBron. Not, it's P- LeBron. Pistons are 4-13. and 13. Scott's in Wilmington, North Carolina. Of course, that is the home or the home state of the Charlotte Hornets who are 7-10. and 10. How about LeBron playing for Michael? That would be great. All right. <laughs> Scott in Wilmington, North Carolina. You want to go a little Rogers love talk to shape the discussion a little differently? There's another un- uncertain yeah. absolutes there. What do you got? Yeah, I'll, I'll address all your topics real quick. If that's Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
So LeBron on the Kings, no. Um, they Thank they you. have names that only real NBA fans know. Um, <laughs> so not not yet. Uh, Brady to the Jaguars, no. Um, he's not taking them to the Super Bowl very quickly or even the AFC Championship. He, that was more of a tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> Don't start well, stealing Zubin's lines. You got to remember, he went to a Buccaneers team that their quarterback last year was probably handed the game ball by the other team's defense <laughs> and said, hey, thanks for giving us this. Here it is back. He threw 33 interceptions on a pretty good team. So Brady going to the Jaguars, totally different story. Can't do it. I don't, I don't see that happening. But my point was A.J. Hawk brought up something that was pretty interesting to me. Um, they drafted Aaron Rodgers, who was supposed to be maybe the number one pick in the draft, and just fell into their lap. And they had a, a Brett Favre that was a little quirky and aloof on, on what he was going to do in the future. So they had to. They reached, they traded up to reach for a Utah State Jordan Love that a lot of people weren't sure about. So I, I think AJ's point on the differences in those draft picks, um, I, I think it's a, it was a pretty big slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, fair enough. we got a potpourri this morning. We're going all over the place. You can talk about Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, what do Rodgers' comments mean? Our poll question this morning, could LeBron contend for a title on the Sacramento Kings, put him on the team that's got the longest playoff drought in the league? What happens? What should the Rams do with Jared Goff? We're all over it this morning. And just as Key mentioned, just for the folks at home that are just joining us, obviously we are stretching the bounds of a hypothetical with LeBron going to the Kings. And if it's you're a watching, Wednesday, Zubin. Yes. It's a Wednesday. And if you're watching on TV, we're also stretching the bounds literally of the topic bar, which is unbelievable. There's a lot, there's a lot of information on there. <laughs> Jay, Great job. It's, it's, it's 62% in LeBron's favor now. I, I don't care what the polls say, Key. I don't I'm know what it is. Like I'm starting to sound like you. I'm starting to sound like you. I can't. <laughs> Tyler in Virginia, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, yeah, I think if you put LeBron on those Kings, um, he's going to bring out the best uh, version of De'Aaron Fox we're going to see. Um, he's going to elevate Buddy Hill's game. Uh, only thing they would be lacking would be a rim protector. I think by year two they would be definitely be a title contender. Um, but year one, I think they were, they're a top two or three team in the West. If they're a top two or three team in the West, that means they're a title contender. Yeah, I right? Think, I think they would. Yeah, he's in the 62%. I, I think that they would be a top two right. to three team. I mean, one to three. I think so. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put them over the Clippers. I wouldn't put them – over just the U- dude Utah so much, Jazz man. is playing. They won 10 in a row. Donovan Mitchell is playing incredible, especially since all that stuff has happened with Shaq. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> Portland will still be there, even though C.J. McCollum's out. But I might – all right, that's an interesting battle. But LeBron will still have to guard the likes of Dame. I don't know. I would put them in the upper – they would be in the top six. They would be in the top six of the Western Conference if LeBron was able to not be injured by increasing his minutes throughout the entire season, but he would have to play a lot. Yeah, I would mention on the tip of Shaq, by the way, I never doubted how great you both could be. Just uh, just pointing that out. Tyler in Virginia, you're on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Tyler, in Re- Tyler in Virginia, Man. you're on ESPN Radio. LeBron and the Kings, what you got? Tyler, good morning. Hey, you there? Fellas? Go ahead. Yeah, hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, yeah, I'm saying, uh, you know, you put LeBron and the Kings, I think he's uh, – He's going to bring out the best version of De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Hill that we've seen. Um, he's going to elevate, you know, Jabari Parker's been a question mark in the NBA. I think he can, he can bring him along. With the, just with his leadership alone, I think they can be a top 
you know, three or four team in the West. Got it. Tyree in Florida. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you say? Kyrie or Tyree? Tyree. Oh, with the T. Tyree. Tyree. Okay. Tyree. Okay. okay. T- I, I didn't know. I was like, man, Kyrie's in Florida. He called in. Hey. T, T is in title. <laughs> nah, it's hey. Tyree J. Will, buddy. I'm everything <laughs> going. Uh, but the great thing I would say this year, yes, he would actually make the Kings a title contender. Um, I think he, LeBron is the greatest player of all time because of his versatility. He can do so many things to make that team better. And I think really outside of AD, LeBron, Sacramento Kings is a more talented team than the Lakers and money team that LeBron has been on and led the title contender. So, yes, maybe. Wait, hold on, man. Back up. What? You said more more talented than the Lakers? You said the Kings are. Yes, T, yes. Take away. Look at the Aaron Fox. Look at Buddy Hill. I'll I'll take. Yes, we will say AD. AD, because AD is so versatile. But other than look at those rosters and how they construct the key. They are more talented. So you saying? So you saying? So you saying yes, take? Brother. You saying take AD out? No, not necessarily take AD out because you can't take a player out the way we're doing this conversation. But what I'm saying is that look at overall totality of the teams. The Sacramento Kings are more talented than the LA Lakers. Yeah, Tyree, I, I love you guys. I, I no, 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 that's all right. You're from Orlando. I get it. Tyree, don't transition the conversation right now. We got love for you. Yes, look at those the way those teams are constructed, brother. Those teams, Sacramento has a deep talent team. Tyree. Don't have any names. Tyree. Has De'Aaron Fox ever made an all-star game? And you put him in a situation where Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, He's still going. Uh, He's Barnes, back. and those players. Tyree, uh, come up for team. air, man. Hold on. Jay Will want to ask you something. Come up for air. Come up for air. Tyree, has De'Aaron Fox ever been sixth man of the year? Has he ever made an all-star De'Aaron game? Fox and I'm not slighting him. I love De'Aaron Fox's game and Buddy Hill. Okay. So what, what are you saying about those two guys? You know the Lakers team this year is better than what they were last year, right? You know they correct. added Dennis Schroeder, sixth man of the year, Matres Harrell, sixth man of the year. They signed KCP back. They got a diddly shooter in Wesley Matthews. You know they're better situated than what they were last year when they won the NBA title, right? And you know where the Kings finished last year. Better offensively. Okay, speaking of day drinking. uh, Robert (laughs) in South Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. What do you have? Hey, question. Do you think that the Sacramento Kings team right now currently is more talented than the Lakers team that LeBron joined pre-AD? Because I think it is. Yes. And they didn't do that bad before LeBron got hurt. Yeah, yes. And I think they would have been not not to a championship, but they would have been deep in the playoffs with LeBron. Yes, I talked if, I, I said that earlier to Jay Will. Yes. Before LeBron yeah. got hurt Christmas. Yes. I'm with you. Yes. yes they were they, third yeah. in the West, Keith. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, I still know uh, when I say title contender, that means getting to the Western Conference Finals. Would have got to the Western Conference Finals? That's fair. I That's think we've been really close. That's the break. I, I I think that that team was moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think they were moving in the right direction. Last one, Luke in LeBron's home state of Ohio. You're on ESPN Radio. What do you got? Luke, you there this morning? I don't even think this is a I don't even think this is a debate. I think that LeBron James, every team he's ever been on uh after the first year or two in the NBA has exceeded expectations. And I mean, you look back in 2007, he had nobody on that team. They got steamrolled by the Spurs in the finals. 
But he had, a, you know, an old Larry Hughes, you know, Daniel Gibson, guys that were, you know, past their prime, and their prime wasn't that high. And then you look at even in the NBA Finals a few years back when they lost to Golden State, um, the first time they lost to Golden State, that was what people – you know, people were claiming to be one of the best teams ever, and he didn't have anybody with him that was healthy. So I, I just don't think it's a debate. I mean, you look at LeBron's going to make everybody around him better. He improves not only their offensive games, their defensive games, the way they play together. And the thing about LeBron at this age, he's not what he was physically, being a tremendously gifted athlete at the age he is, he still is, but not for the NBA. But he's so smart. Everybody on the court, would benefit from that. De'Aaron Fox would see a huge uptick. Buddy Shield, same thing. So, yeah, I'd put him top two in the Western Conference. Robert, definitely not day-drinking, coherent phone call. Yeah, but but I, it, it amazes me when people say he wasn't what he was once before. What the hell are you talking about? There's no evidence to the support dude that. dude yeah. is getting ready to probably be the, be the MVP in the NBA again. Like, I don't... And as Robert where said, come, where do they set that narrative at? Like, oh, he's not the same guy he was 10 years ago. Like, huh? Right. And just to back up Robert's point, every team he's been on has won a championship. Every franchise he's been on, right? The Cavs had the worst three-year record collectively in the NBA when LeBron left, came back, won a championship first in a half century. The Heat were scuffling, great organization, Pat Riley, all that, brought him multiple championships, took him to the finals every single year. He was in Miami, and then of key, you obviously know the expectation with the Lakers, the polar opposite of the Cavs, and he led them to a championship as well. The evidence does seem to support that it's possible, although Jay... You are uh, rejoining us. We had a little couple of technical difficulties. I hope you heard the end of Robert's call. He essentially said that he just believes that the body of work proves that every stop LeBron has had has yielded a championship. So why would this one be any different? Kind of the gist of his call. LeBron was down 3-1, right? When they won that championship, Zubin? Yes, to the Warriors, yeah. I mean, Draymond Green goes out. I'm just saying how difficult it is to win a championship, and I get it, but he was playing with Kyrie and Kevin Love. I don't see a Kyrie or Kevin Love type player on the Sacramento Kings right now. Now it's fair enough. Kyrie hit one of the biggest shots in NBA history in that series to win it for saying. the Cavs. This is Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District. Where you go, District. man? What happened to you? At Pier 17. I think my internet went chips. down. I don't know. You know what happened? I think Jay was so upset with the, the guy two callers ago. Jay actually got up and was like, I can't listen to this anymore. Maybe a wire or something. Got I don't a know. Key, <laughs> Key, what was Tyree talking about? Oh, Tyree, that's right. The that's Kings right. are more, more talented than the Lakers? Yeah, well... I almost said something, but I ain't even going to say it. I'm just that. glad I didn't say the most ridiculous thing on the air today. <laughs> I, I think he was day drinking in the Florida area. Indeed. That was Tyree with a T, <laughs> T for title. Can LeBron win a title with the Kings? We'll talk about it throughout the remainder of the morning. A reminder to tune in to Greeny this morning. As soon as we're done, Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Mike will talk to Greg Jennings. I'm sure he'll have some good Aaron Rodgers stories after they connected for so many years. Greg in Jennings. And... Nick Saban will join Greeny as well from KJZ to Greeny every weekday morning right here on ESPN Radio. On the way, everybody is lauding this Bucks defense. It might be the key to stopping Patrick Mahomes. Jeff Darlington, we're looking for you. But how good are they? An APB out for Darlington. <laughs> how good are they? We'll ask one of the greatest Tampa Bay defensive players of all time after I have this word from 30 for 30. And yes, Jeff, if you're available, give us a ring. We got some Brady conversation to get to with you. The latest 30 for 30, Al Davis versus the NFL, looks back on the long-running feud between the late, great Raiders owner and the 
NFL commissioner, Pete Rozelle, two of the most influential figures in the history of pro football, beginning back in the 1960s, mid-1960s, when Rozelle was the NFL's young, brash commissioner, and Davis was brash and led the rival AFL, continuing all the way through the 1980s, when Davis waged a lawsuit against the league to allow him to move the Raiders from Oakland to Los Angeles. Those two titans constantly and very publicly were indeed at odds. The latest 30 for 30, Al Davis versus the NFL, premieres February 4th at Super Bowl week at 9 Eastern on ESPN. And immediately following its debut, check out the Jalen and Jacoby After Show podcast, where Dave and Jalen will be joined by the director, Ken Rogers. Listen and subscribe to Jalen and Jacoby, the After Show, wherever you get podcasts. You might remember they did the After Show after every episode of The Last Dance, proved to be very popular, and they'll do it again on Al Davis versus the NFL. Yeah, that's the scary thing about coming to the Super Bowl at home. We've been playing so good on the road. Getting to the 10th Super Bowl in 19 years of playing, is it's incomprehensible, actually, beyond anything we could ever imagine. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. You got some big news this morning in college football. The University of Tennessee is apparently hiring Josh Heupel as their head football coach. You might recall Heupel was the latest guy to have some great success with Central Florida. There's a tie here. The Vols' new athletic director, Danny White, hired Heupel when they were together at Central Florida. So that's the SEC's newest coach, Tennessee hiring Josh Heupel, former national championship winning quarterback at Oklahoma, if you're old enough to remember that. And by the way... No small sub-headline here. The UCF job is open, and it's going to be a great job for somebody. The Major League Baseball Writers Association essentially said, the Baseball Writers Association of America said, nobody's done a great enough job to get in to the hall. Despite all-time high percentages for Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and Kurt Schilling, none of them reaching the 75% threshold to get in next year, by the way. You think the controversy's over? Who's on the ballot next year? Poppy, beloved, but controversial. And A-Rod, certainly controversial. More beloved after his playing career ended. Lakers, Sixers tonight, 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. Lakers are 10-0 on the road this season. Best road start they've ever had. Sixers are a great 9-1 at home. Coming up in 15 minutes, you'll hear from new Sixers general manager Daryl Morey on if it's championship or bust for the guys in South Philly. That's on the way again in 15 minutes, and Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless' new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com. Straight Talk limitations and exclusions apply.
That first voice you heard was Gene Dekaroff. He's been the voice of the Tampa Bay Bucks since 1989. So he was on the call and had to say those glorious words that the Bucks won their first and only Super Bowl. Of course, a, key, a team that Keyshawn was on. We'll talk Fire to, one of, off Keys, to one of Key's <laughs> legends, legendary defensive teammates in just a moment here. But here we are, Key, your franchise. In many ways, people identify you with the Jets, maybe some with the Cowboys, whatever the case may be. But this franchise, who Make you Make it helped. sound like I got all 32 teams on my resume. <laughs> Baskin Robbins of the NFL. I didn't even mention Carolina. I'll go ahead and throw it in there. Um, But you're in a situation now where the team that, you know, you had your greatest collective team accomplishment with is a a week and a half from doing it again. Is there some sentimental value there for you? I always kind of wonder since you played for various teams. No, I'm a college guy, to be honest with you. I want to see. As evidenced by. (laughs) I I, I would love to see all the teams that I played for do well, but I really don't. I don't have any real rooting interest, right? I'm not like, oh, my God, the Bucs are in it. I'm going in the game bucked out. No, it's not the same. You don't have the same allegiance, I believe, me personally, to an organization in the pros. Jay, we'll talk. Go ahead, Sam. No, I was going to say, since it's so incredibly difficult to win any championship, yet alone the Super Bowl, have you have you and that team have you guys gotten together over the years? Have you guys had any kind of reunion? We we had the tenth the tenth year anniversary a while back. Um, but since then, no, I mean, I've been working, man, to be honest with you. So it's been kind of like for me to attend games and those sort of things has been very difficult to do. Uh, you talk to, you know, like a Derek Brooks from time to time, you see certain guys that you have communication with, but for the most part, we're all, you know, everybody's all over the place. And so unless it's planned or you living in the Florida area, I'm not going to watch a Tampa Bay game. I'm just not, Yeah, I, you know, yes. I watch it on TV, but I'm not getting on the plane to go hang out with Mike Allstott and drink some beers in a box on a Sunday when I'm working. Shout out I will to tell you, Zubin, that's where I wish we could actually go down to Tampa for the Super Bowl. It would be interesting to see ex-teammates down there, Key, and that just yeah. how oh, everything yeah. kind of happened. If we oh, yeah. Could, you know. Like me and Booger, we text back and forth. I see Booger because he worked with us, stuff like that. You know, Sean King, things like that. But it's just – it's so difficult. Like, I see Rob Johnson. He was on our Super Bowl team, but he's oh, yeah. my college quarterback. You know, I, uh, every now and then there's a Brad Johnson. But you just don't it's, – it's hard. It's very, very hard. We all got our own lives now. We're not like 25-year-old kids. We're grown men with our own families. There's no doubt about it. We'll meet up on Dale Mabry. Possibly very dangerous. I'm oh, ask you Dale Mabry is <laughs> – a friend of mine is down there right now. They were down there doing some business – they took a picture of a few dangerous locations that could be dangerous for you. He just wanted to remind me. He texted me, goes, hey, man, have you ever been to this place? Oh, no, I have never been to that place. No, sir, I don't yeah, know I that place. I can neither confirm nor deny. When you talk about Tampa's D, we're not talking defense. We're talking distractions. So we'll just keep it at that. Jay, let me oh, ask you this. You're the gambling guy. We haven't really talked about this much. We'll talk about it with Joe Fortenbaugh, our gambling guy, later in the week. Next week, it'll pick up steam. Right now, Kansas City minus three with an over-under of 56.5 as the total. What's your early thought on that? I'm taking Kansas City in this game. I, you know, I, I know everybody's been talking about the Bucks defense. Uh, I just feel with – first off, I mean, the record for Andy Reid is, is stupid after a bye week. And if there's one thing that actually having a chance to rest has done for this team is it still looked like Patrick Mahomes was a little hobbled off that toe. And still playing the way he played, him being – having two weeks now to get fully healthy – with the weapons they have offensively, I just think they're so high octane. And I'm not saying that Tom Brady can't have the perfect game. I, I just don't know if Tom Brady and this team can keep up with how quickly 
the Chiefs can score, how quickly they can put points on the board, scoring 21 points in the second quarter last game. Well, it's going to be interesting. Now, look, we got a little under two weeks to go before the game is, is played. It'll just be interesting to see the great Todd Bowles, an amazing job that he's done orchestrating his defense in, in the last several games of the season and into the playoffs. They've played against Washington, New Orleans, as well as the Green Bay Packers and taking care of business on the defensive side of the ball. What he will do to counter that attack of Kansas City and what Tyreek Hill did to them in November when he went ballistics for 200, and I think it was 269 yards in mm-hmm. three touchdowns. How do you like, how do you negate that sort of performance again? We'll talk about it. It's amazing. I mean, it just goes to show the greatness of the Chiefs that a guy's getting ready to play in his 10th Super Bowl. He's the player in the 101-year history of the NFL that would get the benefit of the doubt more than any other player in the history of the league. And that guy is a three-point dog in Super Bowl. All right, 55. APB out on for Derrick Brooks now, too. All, right. All What's points up with you football guys, man? Can't call into the hey, show hey, on time? Hey, every time we have a football guest, the first thing I say, ah, he's a football player. <laughs> Just beware. Make sure we got a double down. Man. Right. man. right. Just make sure we have two questions ready. That's all we'll have time for when they call in seven minutes. Like Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, those that pick up the phone, do appear on the Goodyear Hotline. <laughs> On the way, what happens? Here we go, Zubin. Loosen up, baby. Loosen up. (laughs) On the way, what happens with the player Brady faced in in the NFC Championship game? What are we doing here, Evan? What does this mean? (laughs) What are you saying here? What what is it? What are we looking for? What did you write, Evan? Uh Uh-oh. Do we have the wrong? I'm uh I'm just going to audible this. I think he wants to say something about Aaron Rodgers. Screw it. I'll do it live. I'll do it live. Why is tonight's Lakers-Sixers game so important? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That's where the Bucks are, Key, right? Man, fire off the cannons. Super Bowl 55 in their home stadium in a week and a half. You may have heard this once or twice before. This is actually the first team in the NFL to be able to do that, just in case you hadn't heard that one. I wonder, I wonder if, if they score, could they fire off the cannon? <laughs> 
We'll find out. Even though they're going to be the away team. Right. Could the sneak in here, a fan or something, fire off the cannon? 22,000 fans, 7,500 vaccinated frontline workers will be there to see Super Bowl 55. There to see it as well will be the legendary Bucks linebacker, the Super Bowl champion himself, a member, of course, the Tampa Bay's only Super Bowl championship team, Key's old teammate. That's a blast from the past. To the present, Derek Brooks is also the host committee chair for Super Bowl 55, the legendary defensive stud. The Bucks linebacker joins us this morning on the Goodyear hotline. Derek, good morning. Everybody's talking about how lethal this Tampa Bay defense is and if they can stop Patrick Mahomes. Being a part of that great Tampa Bay defense you were, put yourself in these guys' shoes. Is this Tampa D good enough to do what nobody in the league can, stop Mahomes? Uh, yes, I think they can uh, do it, and I'm not going to uh, give away a whole lot of secrecy. I'm going to walk that political line because I know some Chiefs fans or coaches may be listening in, <laughs> but I think they can. It's obviously a very different football team than what they faced in in the regular season, and I think Coach Bowles and his staff, uh, you know, really, really in breaking this down is going to be a better matchup. Uh, I think when you mentioned our defense uh, back in the day when we played against explosive offenses and during that time particularly it was, you know, the Rams and the greatest show on turf. And what we were able to do is is really stick to what we do best in that zone spacing and make the game physical. Uh, we tackled them, kept the ball in front of us, and when they caught the ball, make sure they, they paid for it. They knew we was there. When they didn't catch the ball, you know, still put your hands on them. Again, make it very uncomfortable for them everywhere on the field. And our front four did a good job, you know, of pressuring the quarterback and taking away initial reads. So we did a good job of zone spacing and disguising our man coverages. Uh, When we had to go man-to-man, we did a good job of disguising that. But – for the most part, we just hunkered down and did what we do best, and that was fly around and make physical tackles, and we were able to stop their offense for the most part. Now, you, you're you going to get fined for being late, man. We tried to call you <laughs> earlier in the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize, uh, you know, Mr. Johnson, but I had my co-host duties that I was actually on the phone uh, with the NFL uh, discussing some things, so I do apologize. So I'm just asking for a captain exemption if that's available. <laughs> All right, bro. That. <laughs> okay, Bo. So let me ask you this: How is it serving as co-chair a Super Bowl committee and help getting the Super Bowl back in Tampa? What was the process like? Well, the process. Yeah, I'll be honest with you, man. If I would have known when this opportunity came to me about two and a half, three years ago when Tampa made a bid to get the Super Bowl, I probably would have told Rob Higgins no. Uh, but I blindly said yes because I obviously was excited about the opportunity to be uh, involved on the business end of something like this for Tampa. I said yes, and it has. It is a lot of work. I mean, you're talking everything, not just – People think you it's a part of just recruiting financial partners to make an investment to, you know, on the revenue end. But it's so much bigger than that because you have to uncover and go over a lot of detail and coordination, not just with NFL agencies, but 
national agencies, state agencies, whether it's law enforcement. Uh, obviously, this past 18 months has been with all of our health care you know, agencies, not just here in Tampa, but across the world, because what we've gone through, there hasn't been a blueprint. All the other 54 Super Bowls, you can go you know, check off some boxes. You know, what we learned from Atlanta, what we learned from Minnesota, what we learned from Miami, and cover those areas. Well, we had to throw all that out because of this health pandemic and rewrite the book in terms of how you put on a Super Bowl during these times. So I was excited about that opportunity and to to be out front uh, on the business aspect and, and bringing some, you know, credibility, uh, not just to myself, but, you know, and you and I talk about this all the time, bring some credibility to us players and us athletes where people get a chance to see us as legitimate businessmen, mm. legitimate com- community leaders, and legitimate people that are capable of making million to billion dollar decisions and not just going out and and banging our heads in football or playing on a court but we are able to do that through what we learn by playing the game so i'm excited to lead and really set standards in that area Derek brooks my former teammate pro football hall of famer class of 2014 11 time uh, pro bowler, nine-time all pro super bowl champion you name it resume speaks for itself bo you're down down in Tampa, on the ground. We tried it in 2000 to play in our own stadium when we had a team that should have been in the Super Bowl. It didn't work out for us. What type of stress do you sense the Bucs are having right now knowing that they're going to play at home in the Super Bowl? Man, that stress started. (laughs) That stress, I I don't just be that personal stress started for me. You know, that clock stuck zero. As excited as I was for IT to be going in, I was like, oh, my God, here's another set of things that we're going to have to deal with that we've never had to deal with before. So, uh, you know, from talking to uh, really a few of the players over the last few days, it's more been about, you know, getting them to, to understand that, hey, they're here to win a game. You know, all the events of the Super Bowl and Super Bowl pass they don't have to deal with that in terms of all the extra family members coming to the game because the capacity is limited. So use that to your advantage versus, you know, you know how it was when we had to, you know, plan these things ahead and, and we didn't have a, a bye week, you know, to do that. We had to do it all at once, you know, on our Super Bowl run. But I think the stress from dealing with and managing the distractions from being at home and people that are used to coming to games can't share in this moment in terms of going to the game and being part of each player's Super Bowl experience. That's why I think the players had to manage that that stress. But here's the thing. They got a guy that's leading the team that's been through this nine times. Derek, and I think, you know, for the most part, you know, Tom has, has probably stepped up and talked about, you know, the experience and what – you need to do it how you need to prepare yourself uh, in these moments. But again, even he has not been through this in terms of hosting a Super Bowl and being a home team. So at least that one part is different for Tom as well. Yes, Brady's done everything, almost everything except that. Hey, we got to run. We got like 15 seconds. Give me one word what it was like playing with Keyshawn. Oh, a joy. Absolute joy, man. <laughs> Keep on some swagger. 
to our team, believe it or not, that that we not had uh, before he came to our team via trade. And, and let me just tell you this, man, one of the hardest working men I know, not just on the field, but off the field. And it was an absolute joy. That's the word I would use as Keyshawn is my teammate, is 